section five part one chapter one continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez this librivox recording is in the public domain stylish and painted like a priceless doll with no loftier ambition than to be a model interpreting with personal elegance the latest confections of the modistes she was at last experiencing the same preoccupations and joys as other women creating for herself an inner life the nucleus of this new life hidden under her former frivolity was desnoyers just as she was imagining that she had reorganized her existence adjusting the satisfactions of worldly elegance to the delights of love in intimate secrecy a fulminating catastrophe the intervention of her husband whose possible appearance she seemed to have overlooked had disturbed her thoughtless happiness she who was accustomed to think herself the centre of the universe imagining that events ought to revolve around her desires and tastes had suffered this cruel surprise with more astonishment than grief and you how do you think i look marguerite queried i must tell you that the fashion has changed the sheath skirt has passed away now it is worn short and with more fullness desnoyers had to interest himself in her apparel with the same devotion mixing his appreciation of the latest freak of the fashion-monger with his eulogies of marguerite's beauty have you thought much about me she continued you have not been unfaithful to me a single time not even once tell me the truth you know i can always tell when you you are lying i have always thought of you he said putting his hand on his heart as if he were swearing before a judge and he said it roundly with an accent of truth since in his infidelities now completely forgotten the memory of marguerite had always been present but let us talk about you added julio what have you been doing all the time he had brought his chair nearer to hers and their knees touched he took one of her hands patting it and putting his finger in the glove opening oh that accursed garden which would not permit greater intimacy and oblige them to speak in a low tone after three months absence in spite of his discretion the man who was reading his paper raised his head and looked irritably at them over his spectacles as though a fly were distracting him with its buzzing the very idea of talking love nonsense in a public garden when all europe was threatened with calamity repelling the audacious hand marguerite spoke tranquilly of her existence during the last months i have passed my life the best i could but i have been greatly bored you know that i am now living with mamma and mamma is a lady of the old regime who does not understand our tastes i have been to the theatres with my brother i have made many calls on the lawyer in order to learn the progress of my divorce and hurry it along and nothing else and your husband don't let's talk about him do you want to i pity the poor man so good so correct the lawyer assures me that he agrees to everything and will not impose any obstacles they tell me that he does not come to paris that he lives in his factory our old home is closed there are times when i feel remorseful over the way i have treated him and i queried julio withdrawing his hand you are right she returned smiling you are life it is cruel but it is human we have to live our lives without taking others into consideration it is necessary to be selfish in order to be happy the two remained silent 
silent the remembrance of the husband had swept across them like a glacial blast julio was the first to brighten up and you have not danced in all this time no how could i the very idea a woman in divorce proceedings i have not been to a single chic party since you went away i wanted to preserve a certain decorous morning fiesta how horrible it was it needed you the master they had again clasped hands and were smiling memories of the previous months were passing before their eyes visions of their lives from five to seven in the afternoon dancing in the hotels of the champs-elysees where the tango had been inexorably associated with a cup of tea she appeared to tear herself away from these recollections impelled by a tenacious obsession which had slipped from her mind in the first moments of their meeting do you know much about what's happening tell me all people talk so much do you really believe that there will be war don't you think that it will all end in some kind of settlement desnoyers comforted her with his optimism he did not believe in the possibility of a war that was ridiculous i say so too ours is not an epoch of savages i have known some germans chic and well-educated persons who surely must think exactly as we do an old professor who comes to the house was explaining yesterday to mamma that wars are no longer possible in these progressive times in two months time there would scarcely be any men left in three the world would find itself without money to continue the struggle i do not recall exactly how it was but he explained it all very clearly in a manner most delightful to hear she reflected in silence trying to coordinate her confused recollections but dismayed by the effort required added on her own account just imagine what war would mean how horrible society life paralyzed no more parties nor clothes nor theatres why it is even possible that they might not design any more fashions all the women in mourning can you imagine it and paris deserted how beautiful it seemed as i came to meet you this afternoon no no it cannot be next month you know we go to vichy mamma needs the waters then to biarritz after that i shall go to a castle on the loire and besides there are our affairs my divorce our marriage which may take place the next year and is war to hinder and cut short all this no no it is not possible my brother and the others like him are foolish enough to dream of danger from germany i am sure that my husband too who is only interested in serious and bothersome matters is among those who believe that war is imminent and prepare to take part in it what nonsense tell me that it is all nonsense nonsense i need to hear you say it tranquilized by the affirmations of her lover she then changed the trend of the conversation the possibility of their approaching marriage brought to mind the object of the voyage which desnoyers had just made there had not been time for them to write to each other during their brief separation did you succeed in getting the money the joy of seeing you made me forget all about such things adopting the air of a business expert he replied that he had brought back less than he expected for he had found the country in the throes of one of its periodical panics but still he had managed to get together about four hundred thousand francs in his purse he had a check for that amount later on they would send him further remittances a ranchman in argentina a sort of relative was looking after his affairs marguerite appeared satisfied and in spite of her frivolity adopted the air of a serious woman money money she exclaimed sententiously and yet there is no happiness without it with your four hundred thousand and what i have we shall be able to get along i told you that my husband wishes to give me back my dowry he has told my brother so but the state of his business and the increased size of his 
factory do not permit him to return it as quickly as he would like i can't help but feel sorry for the poor man so honorable and so upright in every way if he only were not so commonplace again marguerite seemed to regret these tardy spontaneous eulogies which were chilling their interview so again she changed the trend of her chatter and your family have you seen them desnoyers had been to his father's home before starting for the chapelle expiatoire a stealthy entrance into the great house on the avenue victor hugo and then up to the first floor like a tradesman then he had slipped into the kitchen like a soldier sweetheart of the maids his mother had come there to embrace him poor dona luisa weeping and kissing him frantically as though she had feared to lose him forever close behind her mother had come luisita nicknamed chichi who always surveyed him with sympathetic curiosity as if she wished to know better a brother so bad and adorable who had led decent women from the paths of virtue and committed all kinds of follies then desnoyers had been greatly surprised to see entering the kitchen with the air of a tragedy queen a noble mother of the drama his aunt elena the one who had married a german and was living in berlin surrounded with innumerable children she has been in paris a month she is going to make a little visit to our castle and it appears that her eldest son my cousin the sage whom i have not seen for years is also coming here the home interview had several times been interrupted by fear your father is at home be careful his mother had said to him each time that he had spoken above a whisper and his aunt elena had stationed herself at the door with a dramatic air like a stage heroine resolved to plunge a dagger into the tyrant who should dare to cross the threshold the entire family was accustomed to submit to the rigid authority of don marcelo desnoyers oh that old man exclaimed julio referring to his father he may live many years yet but how he weighs upon us all his mother who had never wearied of looking at him finally had to bring the interview to an end frightened by certain approaching sounds go he might surprise us and he would be furious so julio had fled the paternal home caressed by the tears of the two ladies and the admiring glances of chichi by turns ashamed and proud of a brother who had caused such enthusiasm and scandal among her friends marguerite also spoke of seigneur desnoyers a terrible tyrant of the old school with whom they could never come to an understanding the two remained silent looking fixedly at each other now that they had said the things of greatest urgency present interests became more absorbing more immediate things unspoken seemed to well up in their timid and vacillating eyes before escaping in the form of words they did not dare to talk like lovers here every minute the cloud of witnesses seemed increasing around them the woman with the dogs and the red wig was passing with greater frequency shortening her turns through the square in order to greet them with a smile of complicity the reader of the daily paper was now exchanging views with a friend on a neighboring bench regarding the possibilities of war the garden had become a thoroughfare the modistes upon going out from their establishments and the ladies returning from shopping were crossing through the square in order to shorten their walk the little avenue was a popular shortcut all the pedestrians were casting curious glances at the elegant lady and her companion seated in the shadow of the shrubbery with the timid yet would-be natural look of those who desire to hide themselves yet at the same time feign a casual air 
end of section five recording by tony oliva albuquerque new mexico